All right, everybody. Good evening. Uh, today is May the 4th. Any be with you. I know if no one said it to you today, I'll be the first. May the fourth be with you. Oh my gosh, 2021. And we're studying the big book of AA. And this week's chapter is more about alcoholism. And my name is Emily. And I'm in Chicago. Um, and normally I can see the sunset from where I sit, um, but not today, not so much. Uh, maybe you can, and that would be great. Um, so I normally, I think, I think I've performed a lead probably, uh, who knows, let's say a dozen times in my eight years in the rooms. I've never given a lead. I've never given so freely what I've been given. I have a lot of, um, on camera time during the day, as I'm sure many of you do. So if I had a PowerPoint, I'd be fine. I could like blow through it and walk you through the bullets and bring you home and you'd have an experience and you might even be like moved for a moment. And without that footing, I mean, the truth of the matter is, is like, I'm just here. I'm just here, a green square. And uh, that is a gift. Um, to be one among many is something that I've never thought I wanted and uh, never thought I needed. And I think um, it's just incredibly, it's just a scary thing to be uh, for me still. Um, so there's no PowerPoint tonight and I'm not performing. I'm just going to um, share my experience with uh, this, this chapter. And hopefully some of it is um, helpful. And what a humble thing to say, like, I just wanna be helpful. Um, I don't want to be your favorite. Um, I don't want to be sort of the light. I don't want you to put me on a pedestal, um, primarily because, uh, I have no necessarily right to be there, but I will fail you. <laughs> so get ready. Um, but, uh, in, in thinking about sort of preparing for tonight, which I have to say, um, I said a prayer before I logged on. I'm sitting in a different space than I normally do, just in a, in a way to sort of invite in the truth, which is, um, you know, I was born and raised in Chicago and, and born and raised in Chicago meetings, and I love my city, and I love our meetings, and I love our fellowship. We don't study the big book a lot here um, in our meetings. And so I feel a little like, uh, you know, sort of new to the text. And so I might not be able to cite, you know, sort of, uh, exact pages and, and quotes and references and, and that's okay. Um, because this book to me is like, uh, just a living, breathing sort of document. And every time, how is this possible? Every time I open it, I'm like, what? I never read that before. Um, but I surely did. So I think it's just phenomenal that something can live and breathe in such an amazing way. And, and alongside all of you, it continues to live in my heart every day. Um, so yeah, it's like when we get to this chapter, just to qualify, because I forget to do that. Uh, I just had a year uh, a couple weeks ago. So um you know, it's really interesting. I came into the rooms in, uh, eight years ago and my relapse was, um, was, was an educational variety relapse. It was really slow. And before I knew it, you know, I had gained all the weight I lost and I had, um, 
my sponsees had left me, which of course I had no idea why, but of course now I know why. And, um, you know, I remember how it began. It began with a, a Dunkin' Donuts munchkin in 2015 in the break room at work, where I literally said to myself, as does Jim with the whiskey and the milk, like, what's a munchkin? Like, it's, it's a munchkin. Um, and that it took about three years to sort of step away. And in the last year, man, when it talks in, in the chapter before about like, I can either, you know, go to the bitter end or have spiritual health. I, uh, I was sitting alone in my apartment. I had just broken up with my boyfriend at the time. And I actually thought to myself, I was like, I, going insane is completely available to me, completely available to me. And the only thing I knew to do was go to OA. That was the only thing I knew to do. And so God planted the seed today and my search and rescue party um, emerged. Uh, and I got myself a sponsor, uh, Susan, who's in the room tonight. And she's in LA and I'm in Chicago. And I was always this person like, you can't have a sponsor in another city. And lo and behold, right? Like everything points to, uh, yes, you can. And you can have friends all over the world, thanks to this program. And so, you know, I've released 75 pounds. I'm still 5'11". Uh, so I haven't gotten any taller or shorter, but I have released 75 pounds. I have, um, you know, that's that's a miracle. Um, but I think really the thing that this chapter drives home that I've really released is self. Um, and this program has absolutely um, been done to me. Freedom has been given to me. I've had to do work. I think about, you know, meeting God halfway on things. You know, there's no, no one's knocking on my door with the miracle cure. No one's coming to save me. Um, but I have to do my part. And I think my part, you know, it depends on the day, but, but the, the pride, um, you know, that we talk about, uh, the crushing blow of kind of like, wow, seeming like insignificance, but also like, gosh, I really do have a part to play. Um, is what I'm really, I feel very free from like the need to be in the center, uh, in the spotlight, um, and everyone's favorite. And I think, uh, that humility, you know, the only thing I lead in life right now is my business. And I, I have a responsibility to myself to, you know, bring in money and to support my family. And, um, but I, I'm really quite content not to lead in other areas of my life. So, um, my heart rate has now decreased quite a bit from about three minutes ago. Um, so uh, let's let's dive in uh, as though we haven't started already. We have. Um, but I think, you know, when I when I identify into this chapter and <laughs> we're approaching step two. Right. And so it's like sometimes I read this as like, but wait, there's more about alcoholism. Uh, and it's like, really, we're still in step one. And it's like, yes, isn't it great? Two of the things that I've identified and, and the workshops in this program have been so foundational to like helping me have vital spiritual experiences. But Sunday's workshop this last week, and if you haven't listened to the recording, you absolutely must, helped me realize that I identify my higher power and I seek my higher power in, in two things. Um, when I'm moving too fast, he tells me to slow down. And when I'm doing too many things, he tells me to focus. 
And it is a, it's a matter of, of pace and of, of presence. And that is what God wants me to be in any given moment. So just before I logged on here, I was super revved. Some of us call it like scratching. My sponsor calls it jiggy. I mean, it's like whatever it is, but I felt really revved. And I, I just was like, okay, that's a thing. So that's true. Um, let's not invent too much of a story around it. You know, like we don't need to wrap this up in something. Um, and so, yeah, I, this, this, um, more about alcoholism really gets me to a place of like, yeah, three chapters later, we're on step one and still, and that's okay. You know, I'm not trying to race through this anymore. Um, because God is disciplining me, you know, every day to kind of come back to center and come back to humility. Um, so I identify with everyone uh, in this chapter, uh, the man of 30, Jim, Fred, the jaywalker. But I think I really want to focus on Jim um, uh, because on page 36, um, Today's Tuesday, and, and in his story, we know, you know, he came to work on a Tuesday morning, like big deal. It's not Monday. So we know he's not got a case of the Mondays and it's not Friday. So we're not like excited about the weekend. It's Tuesday. And it goes on to say, I remember I felt irritated. And I shared in a meet in this workshop on Sunday, like I had been having this experience of waking up every day lately, just like with the resentment monster like right there. I mean, I literally open my eyes and I'm like, okay, so we're doing this and I can laugh about it and I can joke about it, but it was only I know and God knows like what the significance of that is. And I'm not aspiring to like wake up and be like, ah, New York times is ready. The cup of coffee's ready. Like we're ready to just have a, have a jam. But I do know that after too long of that, like that feeling, I'm, I'm screwed. Um, and I noticed upon sort of a little bit more deeper inspection, I had my anniversary on April 20th, my first birthday. And I do uh, sort of like some habit tracking. I like to sort of keep track of, um, you know, meditation and working out and a few other things. What a miracle. Um, that I can stack together anything because I, 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 I never used to do that. I always fell off. And I noticed that around my birthday, I, I stopped meditating. Uh, I also noticed that as I rounded the bend on April, okay. like one meeting. Okay. Um, and that's a problem. And, you know, the emotional buildup is what gets Jim to this place and what can get me to the place of, you know, while I'm packing something up, having a little nibble, you know? So that irritation, I came to sort of find out like, yeah, I haven't been very disciplined. I haven't been di being disciplined lately. I've been kind of living in my own self-will. So, you know, uh, he was in this place of, you know, being a salesman for something he once owned. I own my own business. I can get really lost in, wow, isn't that amazing? What an impressive achieve, achievement. Um, and then I get really pissed when people don't do things the way I want them to. And even more pissed when I have to take a back seat and sort of not be the leader. And uh, I have a lot of pride that I'm working on. 
And so, yeah, you know, when I have to play sort of the second fiddle, right, being a salesman for a concern I once owned, it's like, oh, right, ew. Um, and then this decision to like drive to the country, it seems so benign. Um, but I think any decision that I make that is sort of um, on a whim, I have to be really, really careful of. And so, you know, it goes on to say, suddenly the thought crossed my mind. And I had a moment today where um, I've worked hard to sort of have this time and energy philosophy where uh, I have time for the things I need to do, um, that God tells me to do the discipline that I need. And that's a real gift of this program to even have structure in my day, to have a beginning and an end, to have um, commitments that I show up for, and that to build a life around that. That's a real gift to me. Um, but I can still have suddenly thoughts cross my mind. And I had like an hour and the thought was like, I'm going to go do this thing and go get this. It was actually go pick up a sweater at a boutique in town. <laughs> that was my thought. And I hadn't made any outreach calls. And I was like, you know what? I don't have time for outreach today. I just, I got to get stuff done. And again, it's the pace and presence. The pace was starting to pick up, starting to feel really revved and kind of excited. And we know we have to be careful with that. And I was like, you know what? And this is God. This is what I need God for. This is why I go to God. This is why I have this program. It's like I paused, which is radical. And I was like, what actually is needed in this moment? Because I had this sudden thought. I vaguely sensed I wasn't being too smart. I vaguely sensed this. And uh, fortunately, uh, you know, I was given the guidance to make a call and I did. But there is always this Emily fuel versus God fuel. And I have the choice on which to sort of fill up on. And uh, choosing the Emily fuel is the easier choice, right? It's just, it's still there. It's just like this well-worn groove in my brain. And the effort and the work to take God's will instead of mine is getting easier. Like that's the good news. It's getting easier. But I also feel just like I've got a ways to go. Um, and I'm grateful for the humility to be able to know that, right? Like that I've made progress, but I've got a ways to go. Um, you know, it goes on to say, I mean, we talk about Fred. I love all these stories. You know, I, I think just being able to identify in is such an important thing that I've been able to do increasingly so um, since, since getting abstinent. Um, but I think, you know, this mental twist that we talk about and the mental um, obsession um, is really the, the part that I feel like at this point in the game, I'm still, I'm still working on and it has different targets at various points in time. But one thing I know, uh, and I've got, you know, probably a bookshelf that looks like many of yours, it's full of books. Um, I've gone on all the retreats you can think of. I'm a mental health clinician, which is not important at all. It doesn't qualify me for anything, except I love to self-analyze myself um, and really like get to the bottom of things. And uh, that is the truth. And none of it worked. And the only thing that worked was continuing to go through this book, to be in this book, and to stay close, um, to stay close and to give of myself. 
I think part of what you know I want is a great grade. I want um, approval. I want um, people to think I you know think I'm the best and think that you know I carry the message in a way they've never heard before. Five minutes. Thanks, Michelle. Um, and that's just not something I'm going to get here. And that's actually something that I feel really relieved by. Like, what a relief to not have to perform and to not have to be the star and to not. It's just, it's such a gift. Um, and for me, I think part of what I'm working on and what it what it continues to go on to on page 41, like off guard, like being off guard. And I, I think about, you know, the danger of that, but I also think about, I used to think like, wow, that's I, like, there's a healthy amount of fear to have that at some point, you know, that I won't be able to conjure the memory of what it was like. Um, and what it was like for me, you know, toward the end was probably what it was like for many of you. I was eating bags and boxes of food in bed at night and calling it abstinent because at least I wasn't eating the whole bag. You know, I was just eating half the bag. And I, I mean, we, we all have stories like that, but I think, you know, there is a real consequence in my experience of, of not doing the work and not staying in the book. Um, and it's sneaky. And it's progressive. And I've told my sponsees a number of times, and this is why, why I think service has saved my life. Uh, there were days, you know, where I would really be struggling and really be in self and really be in fear. I struggle with sleep a lot. So if anyone struggles with sleep, I'm very available to talk about sort of how I've um, found some relief there. But, you know, I have to get up and talk to my sponsees in the morning. And there are days where that was the only thing to get up for and the only thing that helped me through the morning and through the day. And so, you know, it's not just this one-way relationship. It's not just me giving. I mean, the people that give to me so freely, uh, I have a responsibility to give to. And that mental twist, um, having no mental defense against the first drink, um, the first bite is so true for me. An absent connection. I'm an only child. I'm single. I own a business. I'm a monarchy left to my own devices. Um, and I have learned so much by being in relationship with people who have heartbreaking stories like mine uh, about being vulnerable, um, about telling the truth, about laughing. You know, it says on 42, like, when they visit uh, this gentleman, you know, they're laughing, they grinned, which I didn't like, you know, and sometimes my sponsor will laugh and I'm like, that's not funny. And I can feel myself feeling like we've made such a heavy going, like, God forbid we laugh and there's lightness in this whole process, which is another level of freedom. So I, I guess, you know, as I kind of wrap up here, I'm thinking about, you know, a great way to, to, to bring it home, but I think what I really, I'm, I'm actually letting that go because what I really think I want to say is um, I'm so grateful that there's no finish line. I'm so grateful that after this call, none of you are going to get a survey that says, what did you think of tonight's meeting on a scale, on a Likert scale from very satisfied to deeply unsatisfied? Um, I'm so grateful that, you know, we are here because we get it and we were all hopelessly defeated. Otherwise, there's no reason for us to be here. And 
I think, you know, there are, when it says um, on 42 th that we have to throw several lifelong conceptions out the window, I mean, to be reborn and remade and to set aside every day, like what I know, like who, I, I think about where I was a year ago and I think about where I am now and I can't wait to hear from all of you. Like I'm very, that's like the part I'm looking forward to. I am so open to doing whatever sort of gets me closer to the spiritual center, to being helpful, um, to being one among many. And that is not me. That is not me. Um, that is a direct result of working these steps uh, just as they are written. And, you know, by the time you get to page 43, and you're kind of getting ready to turn the page to start, you know, the second step. It's like you've been through a real dismantling and a real preparation. I was at least to like, OK, I'm listening. OK, I've identified my abstinence. OK, I, I think I'm starting to to feel like this isn't hopeless. I'm not losing anything. I'm actually if I've read these pages I have come to understand like all that I get, all, all that I'm getting um, and the freedom is just the most delicious and wonderful thing I've ever had. Um, and I'll say this is my closing thought. Freedom for me um, is in my body and my relationship to moving it, um, to letting my arms wrap around other people now, um, to feeling my heartbeat, to feeling my breath. Um, I was completely cut off from all of the systems that keep my body moving. And I am committed to, you know, making a living amends every day um, to staying with this vessel that is carrying me um, for better, for worse through and, and on this road with all of you. So um, I think that's all I've got. More about alcoholism. Over and out. Oh, wait, I leave the meeting. I can't, I can't mute yet. Um, all right, we will now uh, open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper, Ms. Michelle, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? Wonderful. All right, Stacy, uh, over to you first. Hi, okay, I came in late. Thank you so much for your share. I can, I, Michelle, right? Emily. Emily, okay. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a little like space cadet today. Um, well, I think I popped in when you said the first bite of the munchkin, and I so can relate because I've been abstinent from my behaviors for almost two weeks now, but I'm on that slippery slope with food, and I have to be so mindful because I do not want to go back to the dark side. I call it. I'm a bulimic. Um, recover, not recovered. And I never seen recovered, but been absent from all my bulimic behaviors and everything. And, to, and I'm a teacher. So today I went back in for the first time after a year and two months into the classroom. 
And oh boy, was it different when you actually eat. I, I, I can't even explain it. And you are not running to the bathroom and you actually have food on you, food in you, and you can actually concentrate. And you're not thinking or, and you're not thinking about food and you're not uh, having your stupid behaviors and you're just focused on the students. I have to say, I was so present with the students today. It felt amazing. I had so much energy. I might've had too much coffee that I was just exhausted. I didn't even exercise. And I was on the phone with a, a fellow like on my walk. And she's like, we were just talking and I didn't even care that I didn't exercise today. It didn't bother me one goddamn bit. And I, I don't care. I just didn't care. And I was just like, I'm gonna go into another meeting tonight and I have food prep for tomorrow. Mostly the only problem is I'm having trouble with breakfast. Lunch and dinner are good. Just breakfast I gotta figure out. But you know, I have my food groups and whatever, but I know I'm abstinent. And that's the most important thing. And I just put in the thing I'm looking for someone just to really help me along the journey now because I really want this so badly. I'm so willing to surrender and Oh my God, I just want this so bad. I never want to go back to the way it was with teaching either. It just feels so good. And thank you so much for your story, your story, because I so get it. And I'm going to stop and thank you guys so much. And I appreciate everyone and everything. And thank you, it's time. And thank you guys. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Stacy. Um, Mona. Hi. Hi everyone, I'm Mona. I'm a food addict and a compulsive overeater for all my life and I'm 59 years old. So anyway, um, so today is day one for real. Um, I'm really grateful. Um, I feel like this time is, is gonna be the time. Um, Emily, thank you, and Stacy also for sharing. Um, Emily, you kept you kept talking about um, how you're going to sound and being on and performing, and oh, you just you got me in my heart because boy, can I talk the talk, honey? Uh, as far as walking the walk, ugh. And I am a performer for real, so I'm great on stage. I can make you believe anything. But anyway, so, um, you know, I've been around 12 steps for like since 1987. And as far as drugs, I came into Narcotics Anonymous and I swear, I, I, I'm, I'm really blessed, but it did not, it wasn't hard for me to put down drugs. I mean, God removed the obsession. And compulsive from me very soon after. Um, and I was not addicted to any opioids or heroin or anything. So I didn't have a physical withdrawal. So I just didn't find it hard to put it down because I knew I was going to die for real. And um, I just, I did. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm very blessed and grateful, but I swear to God, stopping with the food is, is harder. It's, I, I have not been able to really 
be successful. And I feel like today is different. I have um, a temporary sponsor and she's hooked me up with this meeting and other meetings in the past few days. And I'm really on step one and I mean it. And that's all. I just want to say thank you. So that's it. Thank you, Mona. Glad you're here. Uh, Wendy. There we go. Technical difficulties. Um, which Wendy? Is it Wendy B you're calling? It's you, Wendy. Yeah. Okay. Me. Uh, oh, Wendy, okay. oh, a different Wendy. <laughs> Yeah, it's Wendy oh, I'm, I'm Wendy B too. <gasps> oh no! What? You want Wendy B in Chicago then? Um, yes. Okay. Emily, thank you so much for your lead. Um, uh, this this chapter, you know, for me, I always think this is all about the mental twist. This is the mental twist. Um, and I'm uh, between sponsors right now. I'm um, looking for a sponsor. Um, and my sponsor broke her abstinence and I'm really sad about that. And I pray for her and, you know, I still did my food plan for the next day and I still, um, did all the same things that I, that I would do, um, except I just didn't send in my food. And what did my disease say to me as soon as I got into the kitchen? Hey, now you can eat whatever you want. And um, fortunately, I'm enough prayed up and meetinged up that I was able to recognize that for what it is and say, shut the you know what up. And for today, I feel safe and protected because I've been willing to do the work. Um, I've been recovered for a couple of months and I have not... Um, found it necessary to step away from the program. I haven't found it necessary to think, hey, I got this. I have, by the grace of God, been able to have enough humility every day to turn everything over to my higher power. And one day at a time, I've been abstinent for nine months. And for that, I'm incredibly grateful. So I am, I'm so happy to hear everybody who talks about their experience with the mental twist or the, you know, the obsession of the mind or the, um, uh, the allergy of the body. I, I can't hear that enough because it's all too easy to think that I don't have this problem anymore. Um, you know, it's a disease that tells us we don't have a disease and I don't ever want to go back to where I was nine months ago. Um, so I'm so, so grateful to be here today. It's a new meeting for me. Um, and I always love to hear new voices and see new faces. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. Michelle. Hi, everybody. I'm Michelle, a grateful compulsive overeater from Chicago. Uh, Emily, I love your share. I love the, the saying of what comes from the heart speaks to the heart. And that's what I'm feeling tonight. Um, I have a question. So I'm curious, you shared a lot in your lead about ongoing discovery. You know, we all have this ongoing discovery about 
uh, either character defects or things to improve upon with God. And I'm, I'm curious specifically for where I'm at today is how do you practice patience with yourself by inviting higher power in, but also not having that be just a free pass for disease and finding that balance in between to not go into beating yourself up when, when something is, when you discover something or if you get feedback. Um, yeah, I'm just curious your experience. Thank you for your question, Michelle. Um, I think this is a great place where, you know, I'm reminded of um, the scene in uh, the book where, you know, there's two of us sitting across from a, across a table from each other. And, um, you know, no one can reach me like someone who is like me. And so the patience, when I can't find it for myself, it's like someone said to me once, like, if your higher power isn't getting you there, like, try mine for a while, you know, um, that's where I really need community. Whenever I feel that piece of like, I'm not going fast enough, or this isn't working, or the weight isn't coming off fast enough, or whatever the case is, which is my default, because I want it's like press button, get chocolate, press button, get chocolate. That was my that was my old programming. Now it's like press button, get like, I don't know, relief, betterness. Um, and so the the process of being restored, you know, I often talk about like a work of art, you know, it just takes it takes time. And I think the disturbance, that piece where I want it faster and I'm trying to find patience to me, it's like, that's when I get on my knees um, and I ask for, you know, guidance. Um, and I often get the response, like, what's the rush? Like, how is this not enough? Not enough for who? For you? Cause it's enough for God that I show up. It's enough for God that I do the work and kind of stay in service. Um, but it's a constant dance for me. And I really need, that's when I need my sponsor, my community for sure. to like, bring me back to earth, you know, feet on the ground, head in the clouds um, with God uh, or daydreaming either way, but hope that helps. Thanks. Um, ah, it is 